I've had too many opportunities to publicly recognize our other awardees. But anytime I am asked to pay tribute, I keep thinking that the next time we could all be here with us. So I guess I'm grateful we have at least one more chance to honor her while she throws a pulse. There are a million things I could say about Dan Frazier and still not say that. I could focus on what this meant to me as a colleague and friend for almost 30 years. I could focus on the countless students, parents, and fam- entire families that she's helped over the years. I could focus on her compassion and leadership within this school. Now, she has often and accurately been referred to as a heart. I imagine everybody in this room has been touched. Tonight, however, I want to briefly reflect on what it means to be a steward and why Dan is indeed distinguished from the stewardship. Stewardship, real stewardship, begins first with the institution of heart. It is a right recognition of the truth that all we receive is from God and for God. And for convenience sake, we tend to lump stewardship into action words, reflecting on how we give of our time, how we share our time, how we don't get our treasure. But these actions are really the truth of reflection of the heart of the steward. You do not have to spend much time with Dan Fraser to learn just how much he has for the steward. Dan lives with an abundance mentality that says she can always do more. Give more and be more Countless, countless times, she reached into her own pocket, maybe sometimes into her husband's evil pocket. To meet the material needs of the student and her family. And I'm sure her two perfect sons, Greg and Dale, so glad you guys are here, could share many stories of coming home to find some stranger, or maybe even some friend sitting at the Fraser kitchen table at any hour of the day or night seeking help in the community. And even when she could have easily and understandably said that she didn't have time for someone, Jan always made time for someone. And then there was a has so many talents to offer the school and the diocese, whether serving on crisis response teams, advising the world of school plays and musicals, songs, or capably serving as administrator for the Counseling Center in school. Dan, you know that I am grateful for you and I love you very much. You have been a shining example of the highest family of what it means to have a high school. It is truly a privilege to be here to present to you on behalf of a great school family. This year is the single school of the world. Please help me out. I will see you soon. I like how to like microphones. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I will just say to you that I am blessed beyond measure. I don't know how God has infinite wisdom to know that I 
bond is quite painful, but you know what? He did. And I have been blessed in that. Rihanna, congratulations. Uh, Rihanna, during her time as a student, as a counselor back at Friday, as a counselor across the city at Lincoln Southeast, I'm going to tell you that woman puts every bit of her heart into every endeavor. I admire you. And I will tell you that she always takes time to help others or to surprise others with a little bit of something like cookies to the guidance of the client. That's awesome. I'm very proud of you, Rihanna. Here's a cute little story. Back in the 1990s, I was seated by a pious mom with her young son on her lap at a basketball game with her old, the oldest son was playing. She was telling little Alex that I helped his brother at school and that when I and that I would help him when he gets to Titus. He looked at me, he looked back at his mother, and he said to her, I think she'll be dead. It's true. The mother was mortified. I thought it was hysterical. Well, I want you to know that Alex has graduated. He's a college graduate. He's married. He has children. And look, I'm standing here. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm still here. It's been a, a, such a privilege for me to be a part of the Christ family. Oh, I need to have a shout out to Father Lyle Johnson, who, by the way, back in 1988, was the only person I knew in the diocese, except for my sister and her husband, who happened to be working with Father, Ma- Father Johnson and Father Barr. He was Father Johnson, not much but he called Father Johnson, and Father Johnson gave me a recommendation. My time. <laughs> well, that's one more time than he ever listened to me, Father. <laughs> I will tell you that at highest Christ's love is shared openly. People support one another. They are Christ to each other in times of we need to in times of fun, and we work alongside each other. You know, I think about Pius as kind of like an orchestra. So there are many parts, and every part needs the other part. So in an, in an orchestra, we have the violins and the violas, and the timpani and the percussion and the oboes, and they all integral to the symphony for it to be beautiful. At Pius, there are many parts, and every part needs each other, but they're all different. Math needs social studies. Social studies means the sports, the theater, the music, the dance, it doesn't matter. We all need each other. You know, so I keep saying we, I don't want to But I can't get over it. I continue that. I'll try to get over that. Everyone gives and receives. Everyone does their part. And it's important that we work together. That we take a step forward to meet somebody else in their needs. And that's what we do. It reminds me of a great, a Bible verse I love, Mark 2, when Jesus is in Capernaum, Capernaum, preaching in the temple. And the paralytic is sitting on his mat, and his friends come, and they, they, they pick him up, and they bring him to the temple. And, and there at the temple, they, they want to present him to Jesus so that he will be healed. But the temple is full, and they can't. So, let's talk about being stewards. So they, they go to the roof of the temple, they burrow through it, 
they lower me down to Jesus to be to be you. I mean, I feel like that's what Christ is. I really do. And I love that. That's Christ. People doing whatever it takes to bring each other and our students to Christ. I will tell you that during my time of life, there have been times of unspeakable crisis and difficulty. There have been student deaths. There have been parent deaths. There was a frightening lockdown that followed a violent act. There were family members of those students who we are here tonight. My daughter died as a senior. I bow to you, Julie, and to all of those families who continue to trust in God when life falls apart. How can we possibly manage these times without that, without our Lord? We just couldn't. It's the only through just trusting in His strength, grace, and love that we can manage those dark times. People reach out in, in inconceivable ways. I know Julie felt it. I felt it. Praying together, walking together, through the challenges. And we're so grateful for that. That's bias. There were times of embarrassment for me. Well, many. Well, well, many. I mean, one time I farted so badly. And, and it was so embarrassing. I was in a room with five men, and it was small. Well, I've never gotten over it. I'm just telling you. Once during an all-school mass with many extra guests, so probably 1,500 people in that gym, my eyes were focused on this, like, six-foot-three-tall student who was way across the gym from me. And I could see it like he was way Oh my goodness! I think he's going to fall. I think he's going to faint. He's going to fall down those bleachers. Oh my gosh! And then God spoke to me. God spoke to me, and God said, "God said, go." And and, and I ran. I ran across the gym. I. I don't run anywhere, but I ran across that gym at my best speed. But the time I arrived, she don't appear not. There were many people attending to Jack, and including Katie, she was there helping. Even though later I contemplated that stupidity of mine. Here's the deal. I really thought that God said, these insane bolts. I did. I thought that's what he said. But you know, I think I heard him wrong. I think he just said to me, pray, you bolt. There were times of great fun. How on earth I got entrenched in an online voting campaign that captured my every waking moment in the fall of 2010, I have no idea. But I did, and I loved it. Polls devised a contest for 20 schools in our nation with the most Facebook votes would receive a half a million dollars. Do you remember? I said, you remember? Yeah, it was weird. It was unreal. Off we went. We went to colleges, events, bars, festivals, masses, meetings. I used to go to bed and get up and go to the bathroom. But in that time, I went to bed. I got up. I checked our standing. And then I went to the bathroom. I mean, I was in French. Then there we were on the eve of the first Husker football game of that year, 
sitting up in our little classroom in the back of Jackie's car. Yeah, that's where I was. In downtown Lincoln. I don't really do those things, but there I was. Yep, there we were, gathering those boys. Well, Father Meisenberg was there. It's the last hours of the competition. It's midnight. And we won! We won a half million dollars. Looking back over my life, I realized that love has truly propelled me. It has defined my kind of bias in my entire life. I hail from a family of ten children. He was screaming over here a few minutes ago. They're a family of faith and love. Well, he's not there. I mean, they, they still love me. We are a family of faith and love. I am number four of the ten. Numbers two, five, six, eight, and nine are here with me this evening. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for showing Christ to me so many times. In 1980, God brought me a man that I had never deserved. For 42 years, my husband's people have shown me incredible love and support. I tell you, he's a humble, kind man. When I brought students home to live with us, I didn't even call him. He was the only one that did And he would say to me, you know, you just ought to call me and have a time so that I can at least welcome them by name. That's a good idea. Um, I'll tell you, he stood up with me and he was loved highest with me every step of the way. He even spent his time working for about the past nine And honestly, I can't believe it, but he's coming home in four months. Thank God. <laughs> Steve, you've been the wind beneath my wings. I love you and I thank you for all you have done for me. That holds true for our sons as well. Greg and Dave have welcomed brothers and sisters into our family, scooted over, and here we are. Um, they've endured their mother being an administrator at their high school. Who wants that? Overall, I thought it was well. I mean, that's my perspective, and they're not going to come to the mic, so that's all of our perspective. <laughs> I mean, there was a time that Greg and his friends had posed an administrative decision with fellow students that was their friend, and Greg led a campaign to reinstate. And now, Greg is currently a bona fide attorney, but, I mean, he, his too, was practicing, and, and so that was a time of great practice for him. One day, when I was in the, in the bathroom stall in the women's bathroom, I heard, Dan, is that you? Do you know what Dave brought to class this morning? Oh, I was relieving myself, but I didn't feel very relieved right then. I learned that Dave brought a gigantic box of Honey Nut Cheerios to Spanish class. Lo and behold, the teacher preferred that he would bring his book than the Cheerios. I'm very proud of both of you, and I love you so much, and I love the beautiful wives, Jacqueline and Stephanie, and I love my grandchildren, and there are only two people that are going to walk up here for just a second and let me give them a hug, and that would be my granddaughters. Come right up here.